Hello podcast listeners, we're back for another solo episode. Today the podcast again is brought to you by WBR Motorcycles in Echuca, also brought to you by our Race Ready Warrior program. The Warrior program is designed to help you reach your true potential, build you a body that can ride harder for longer, recover better in the process, and it can be completed at home with minimal equipment. You also get accountability and coaching from myself delivered to you via the True Coach app where you have the ability to upload videos of yourself training and I can coach you and give you feedback on your form so you get the results that you deserve from your training. It's available to anyone for less than the price of a cup of coffee a day. Amazing value. So what we're gonna talk about today is the main component of our race ready programs that is strength 365 strong what i wanted to talk about today seeing as we have gained an extra off season is a little bit about how we periodize our strength training throughout the year so i know i've heard from a lot of people that they only train strength in the off season for a various number of reasons Today I wanted to give you guys a little bit of information on why we train strength 365 and why that is important and how you can mitigate perhaps some of the, I guess, the downsides that people quite often associate with strength training like becoming bulky or having muscle soreness when you're going riding, etc. So, firstly I wanted to touch on the purpose of why we actually train strength. So why we train strength is to prepare our body to perform the skill of riding the dirt bike itself. So we need to be mobile, we need to be strong, we need to have the ability to produce force and absorb force from that dirt bike when we're hitting obstacles on the track. That bike weighs 100 kilos, it's coming back towards us or it's accelerating out from under us. Um, we need to be able to manage that. We also need to have structural balance. So the average person that rides dirt bikes and perhaps even does train strength, most strength programs are very anterior chain dominant. So lots of push-ups, lots of lunges, lots of squats. It focuses a lot on the front of the body. So when we combine that with riding the dirt bike, cycling, modern day lifestyles, sitting in a car, a van, for hours either side of riding, depending on what your job is, what what sort of position you place your body in for hours a day when you're at work, then what can happen is we become very imbalanced. The front of our body becomes strong and the back of our body perhaps becomes weak and we become very tight and lose range of motion in joints. So, The other big benefit to strength training is being able to balance the body and mitigate those imbalances that just simply come from our lifestyle and the positions we put our bodies in. Riding dirt bikes is crazy hard on our bodies and most people's lifestyles, myself included in the past, ended I I guess led me towards having a very imbalanced body, very poor mobility, which down the line ended up with me having 
some pretty serious back pain and injuries and da 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 da. So when we think about strength training, or when we when we look at endurance, the the way I like to break it down is that there's three different types of endurance. So obviously we've got aerobic capacity. Everyone's most people are pretty familiar with that. Like your, your standard cardio. Everyone knows that endurance relies upon our cardio capacity. So that's one component of endurance. The other component of endurance is muscular endurance. Then the third one is nutritional. So we can train the house down, be aerobically fit, be super strong, but what allows our body to utilize that, that, that endurance is how we fuel ourselves. So we're not gonna go deep on that one today, but it is a super important thing to think about is if you wanna have really good endurance, then you are going to have to eat well and eat enough in your training up to the race. And then your nutritional strategy on the day and the days before, yeah, including your hydration is going to need to be on point. Otherwise, all your training is just gonna go, can go down the gurgler um, when it comes to race day, particularly if you're an off-road rider, you're competing two days back to back or a three, four, five hour race, then nutrition is a massive part of it. What we're talking about today is strength. So when we look at muscular endurance, strength is the foundational quality of muscular endurance. So strength is the foundational quality of power and muscular endurance. It's a basic sports science principle. So a very simple example of that would be, this is something I see quite often with clients who come to train with me in the gym here, is if they're basically untrained or they've done very little strength training in the past, for a male client, they might come in here and they would struggle to do five push-ups. I'm talking about high quality, strict chest, hips, nose to floor, every rep. They would struggle to do five push-ups. Most of them within sort of three to six months, they're going to be able to do 20 push-ups, 20 strict push-ups. They've had a 300% increase. How did they get that increase? They became stronger. So they have trained themselves to build strength. And when they have more strength, they can do more reps. So they've got more endurance, more muscular endurance. So muscular endurance is a very big component of what we do on a dirt bike. Dirt bike weighs 100 kilos or more. Then you're launching that thing at 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 k's an hour or more, depending on the discipline of riding you do. And you're having to absorb that energy with your body. So when it comes to the end of a race, yes, aerobic capacity and cardio is gonna play a huge part, but that fatigue, that muscular fatigue, when, you, when your legs just give out or your legs are burning, that's muscular endurance. So if, we're, if we have a low level of strength, our muscular endurance is going to be far shorter than the person who has a higher level of strength. So how do we get stronger? Strength is a skill. So I 
I think this is one of the big ones where people, I guess, avoid strength training perhaps, or it's a bit of a myth out there. And I've done podcasts on this in the past with, with Al, Dr. Alan Pierce. If you go back and listen to that, there's plenty of great info and all the science behind this. But what you guys need to know is that strength is a skill. So we don't need to put on muscle mass to become stronger. Strength is neural drive. It's a neural component to strength, which in layman's terms, which most people have heard before, the mind-muscle connection or mind-body awareness. So it's us sending a signal from our brain to the particular part of our body that we're trying to produce force. So if you get your hand now and clench your fist, you try and squeeze that fist, clench your fist as tight as you can, that's you producing strength, you're producing force. So to build strength, all we need to do is improve that connection, improve that neural drive. So we do that through repetition. We do it through external load. We also do it through intent. So the intent behind the movement. So that's why we, we wanna make sure we're training with purpose. When we're training where we are performing the movement with 100% intent, we're not just going through the motions. Um, so, to actually put on muscle mass, some people can put on muscle mass quite easily. Most people or anyone, that, if you're listening to this and you've actually tried to put on muscle, it is actually quite hard. You've got to do a lot of volume and you have to be eating in a calorie surplus. You need to give your body more calories than it is burning to actually build muscle. So a lot of people perhaps look like they have put on muscle because they have gotten leaner. Once they start strength training, they actually drop body fat. So they look like they're ripped, but in actual fact, they haven't put on muscle or if any, it's very minimal, but they've actually dropped body fat. So in a lot of cases, you can actually get lighter, but look like you put on muscle because you're leaner. Your muscle is more defined. There's more def definition there. So some people, some of my younger clients, guys who actually, they do wanna put on muscle mass, um, then they need to, we, we need to focus on a bit more volume with strength training and a bit more, and nailing their nutrition. The average person, we don't need to put on muscle mass. We don't want to look like a bodybuilder. We don't need to be bulky. We just need to be strong strong as fuck. The stronger we can be, the easier our job on that dirt bike is going to be. So that's why it's important to include strength training and also include movements that are going to improve your mobility and your range of motion at the same time. So another, another reason I hear of people a lot why they avoid strength training because is because they don't want to get sore. They don't want to have have DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness, when they're riding. And I would 100% agree. So a lot of people who who follow that approach that I speak to, they they do a lot of strength training in the in the off season, and then they just stop doing it at all 
through the season because they don't want to get sore. So that's if you can get your head around this concept of periodization, then it's super imperative that we train strength year round. However, the volume and the intensity will be different throughout the season. So delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS generally comes down to one of two things. You're going to have to do more volume than you've done before. So anyone that's come off the couch and, and gone started a strength program is gonna know what I mean. That if you've done nothing or you've done very little and you go to the gym and and do a few sets of squats, you're gonna be sore the next day. Your quads are gonna be, you're gonna feel it, right? So you've done more than you're used to doing before. There's been more volume or more intensity than you've done in the past, which has caused DOMS. Or there's been less recovery. If your recovery is not up to spec, your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, then that is also gonna affect your, your um, the amount of soreness you have in your, in your muscles the next day. So that's why we wanna grasp the concept of this periodization. If you guys are into your training or you've done a, a fair amount of cardio training, you will know that you periodize your cardio training like in the, the pre-season, off-season, we don't wanna do more aerobic based, low, low intensity stuff to build up that, that foundation. Then as we get closer to the race season and into competitive season, we increase the, the overall volume actually becomes a bit shorter but the intensity gets higher and we do more of that lactate threshold, VO2 max type stuff where we're, we're maxing ourselves out. Well, strength training, it's kind of the same, but the other way around <laughs> um, in terms of intensity. So in your off season and your pre-season, when you're perhaps not spending for the average person, of course, I'm speaking to here, um, I know a lot of the pro riders are still smashing out motos every day of the week in their off-season and pre-season. For the average person, we do less riding on the dirt bike in the pre-season and off-season than we do in-season. So in that period, we can focus more on strength. We can focus, and when I say strength, I mean actually trying to get strong, so going heavier, um, increasing that intensity, increasing that volume. So perhaps there might be a little bit of, of soreness your body very quickly adapts. Within a couple of weeks, that, that soreness is going to go away until you give it something that's gonna shock the system again in terms of volume and intensity. So if we slowly and incrementally increase that volume and intensity, the soreness shouldn't be a problem. So what we're looking to do is, one, is to be stronger. When we're, when we're stronger, we can be more powerful and we have more muscular endurance, which we know that's a win. So what we're essentially doing when we improve our muscular endurance is we are improving our work capacity or our tolerance to volume. So a very simple way to use a round number, if you can squat, and I'm not saying you have to be able to squat 100 kilos, but if you can squat 100 kilos for five sets of five in the off season, if that's your max in the off season, when we get into the season, if you squat five sets of three at 60 kilos, you're not gonna get sore from that because it's much less volume than you have done in the past. So when we periodize our strength training, 
and we know what our maximal strength is and we work at a percentage of that, then we won't get sore. We're not going to get sore, but we can maintain the strength we've built in the off season. If you just stop altogether strength training, your strength gains are gonna go out the window very, very quickly. So the other big reason we really wanna include strength training year round is it's not just that muscular strength because muscular strength, like we've touched on before, it's, it's a neural component. So it's our brain sending that message. So when we stop doing it, that we lose that very quickly. So you can build up that neural strength in sort of three to six months. It comes very quickly is what I'm trying to say. When we look at, so that's muscular strength, neural strength. When we look at tendons, ligaments, they, re, they don't rely on neural drive, they rely on blood flow. So how do we get blood flow? Volume and consistency. So if we stop strength training altogether, then the tendons, the ligaments, are not going to get put into those positions under load, so they're gonna get decreased blood flow. So the strength that you've worked to gain in the off season, again, is gonna go out the window when you stop strength training. So we periodize our strength training in terms of volume and intensity and in terms of movement. So we do more of the big compound lifts in the off season. When we get into the season, we still do those compound lifts, but the volume and intensity is very, very low. It would only be one, one set of each exercises per week. And then the other, we normally do two strength workouts in season. And the second one is primarily a mobility session. So it's still strength training, but the movements, the intensity is low because the, the load is low, but we are working on hitting end ranges of, of motion. So things like ATG split, split squats, um, cross bench pullovers, all these Jefferson curls is another, good, another big one that we use. So we are still, we're working on maintaining that strength we've built with one session, and then we're really working on mobility in the second session. Um, because when it comes to in the season, we're really, the, the two big things we're managing are intensity from our riding, because we're, obviously that's not the case at the moment, because not that many people are actually riding much or racing. Um, so that's kind of changed a bit this year, but we're managing the intensity from all the riding we're doing and most commonly managing some little injuries. Like it's very rare for a person to get through a whole season without having a little niggle, whether that's just from falling off and getting a corky or clipping a tree and, and, and hitting your knuckle or your shoulder or whatever it might be. There's always some little niggles along the way in most cases. So a big part of our strength training is managing them. Again, if you get an injury and you just try and push through it, and when I say push through it, you just don't do anything. You just let it take its own path. You're going to lose mobility. You're going to lose range of motion in the long run. So that's a massive component of training strength year round is maintaining the, the strength base we've built in the off season. We're not trying to get stronger in season, 
we're just maintaining the strength we've built in the off season and the pre-season and then we are basically bulletproofing our body so maintaining and improving our mobility ranges of movement the, the blood flow to the tendons to the ligaments etc to really bulletproof the body and manage those little niggles through the season and even the travel like again sitting in a car or a van for hours and hours and hours. Anyone that's done that, you will know you feel crippled when you get out. If you go to a race, you ride for three, four hours, or even if it's a motocross race, you do a few half hour motos, then you get in a car and you drive seven hours home, you'd almost need someone to slide you out into a wheelchair. Like it's, it's not great for our body. Um, it's literally one of the worst things we could do for our body after smashing ourselves around a track for hours is sit in a car in that position and not move with no blood flow. So, what I'm saying is, we, we don't have any other choice. We're not gonna, we don't have a private jet to fly us home. <laughs> We've gotta get home to work the next day, whatever that looks like. So, we need to manage that. So we manage that with strength, mobility, training, year round. So, if you've got any questions on that, or if you've, you're wondering how, what it looks like for you to, um, I, I guess, manage those those intensities, or if you're looking for some movements to perhaps work more on your mobility in season, or some movements that are going to be less taxing on your nervous system, that's probably something I didn't touch on. Is obviously when we go really heavy, even if we're not getting sore after it, it is stressful. It's taxing on our nervous system. So again, we don't want to be overly stressing our nervous system out in the race season. So again, that comes back to working at that 60% of our max. If our max is 100 kilos, 60 kilos is at 60%, it's not gonna stress our nervous system. It's gonna be easy, it's like a warm up weight. So um, again, when we, when we know where we stand with our numbers, and that's gonna be different for everyone, um, we can work at that lower percentage of our maximum intensity through the season. And so that's gonna allow us to I guess, rest the nervous system and not stress the nervous system. So we want to be working on movements that are going to improve our range of motion, get that blood flow into the tendons, ligaments, have healthy joints, and with a minimal amount of stress on our nervous system. So we can recover because remember what we're, the, the overarching goal of everything we do is to be fresh as fuck when we get on the bike and be able to lay down hot laps. That's why we're training is to get better on the dirt bike. So. If you need any help around managing those intensities or what some movements might look like through the season that, that are gonna be super easy on your nervous system but also provide some strength benefit but massive mobility benefits, then hit me up, send me a message or send me an email um, and I can help you out there. Anyway guys, that's it for today. If you got any topics, I had a few people message me last week so I've got some other topics that people would like to discuss which is cool. If you've got topics or a question or anything, shoot it through to me and um, I can get it included on another episode. Enjoy the day, guys. Bye-bye.